Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Thursday, December 23rd, 2021. Our bit today comes from Isaiah 32, verse 17, which says, And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. So now it's Thursday, my people, and only two more days to the big day. Are we joyful? I certainly hope so, because that day, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was the beginning of our salvation. Yes, his birth began the whole shebang, that of earthly ministry, crucifixion, death, resurrection, and ascension, of which we are the eventual and hopefully grateful beneficiaries. Army people, without the boat and other actions of Christ, we would still be wallowing in the bondage of sin with no other option but hellfire and damnation. And yes, eternal separation from our Heavenly Father and Creator. But Jesus gave us another option, one of spending eternity with Him in righteousness, love, and peace. And you know what? Before Jesus even came to earth in the flesh, the prophet Isaiah made this awesome statement while warning the complacent woman of, woman of Jerusalem. He said, And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Oh, friends, all of us are searching for peace, quietness, and assurance in this dangerous, evil, and ungodly world. And there is only one thing that will ever bring us to that seemingly utopian place. That's righteousness, or doing right before the Lord God Jehovah. It's not rocket science either, no? Just simple truth. Jesus said it plainly and right up front. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And we know that verse from Matthew 6.33. Yes, my brethren, if we make God our priority, put his will above and before anything else, then all that we ever need on this earth, as well as in the time to come, will be granted to us. Now, that might sound difficult to believe, but there's only one way to really find out if it's true. And that's by stepping out in faith and doing as it says. However, a lot of us talk about faith, but so many of us have even less faith than the proverbial grain of mustard seed and thus are afraid to take a real chance on Christ and his kingdom, preferring to wallow in the sinful mire that's the world. And Cousin Saul, in his wisdom, said it thus, Righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach that's a shame or disgrace to any people. And you can find that in Proverbs 14.34. Oh, friends, each person is required to do right, but so does a nation or society of people. And as the scholars explain, national righteousness 
and national sin have opposite effects. That's exaltation versus reproach. And we obviously cannot say that our society is being exalted, but certainly reproached because of our evil and ungodly deeds. We don't even follow the laws of our society, which were enacted for our goodness and guidance, enabling us to follow the moral law of God. As Bro Paul said to Timothy, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, that's fornicators, for them that defile themselves with mankind, that's sodomites, for men stealers or kidnappers, for liars, for perjured persons, that's perjurers, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to song doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. And you can find all of that in First Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 to 11. O oh, my fellow saints, the law properly used benefits unbelievers in pointing out their sin, and you can find a reference to that in Romans 7, 7-9, and then leading them to Christ with a reference in Galatians 3.24. And that verse reads thus, Wherefore the law, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified, that's declared righteous by faith. So the law is useful in showing us our faults and leading us to Christ and his gospel work. Meanwhile, the scholars explain verse 11 thus. They say, the glorious gospel of the blessed God means the gospel about the character of the blessed God. The law reveals man's sinful character, as you see in verses 9 to 10 above. But the gospel discloses God's salvation from sin and the law's curse. Meanwhile, the blessed God means all blessings and happiness are in God, and he bestows them upon those embracing his gospel. And that's exactly what Isaiah was trying to tell his people way back then, that all goodness and mercy comes from God upon those who revere him and live the way he desires. And if you don't believe Isaiah or Jesus or Cousin Saul, then listen to these other scriptures that reveal the same sentiments. First off, hear the psalmist from Psalm 119, that long and powerful treatise on God and his word. The psalmist says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them that's caused them to stumble. And you can find that in Psalm 119, 165. You can't, def sorry, you definitely can't argue with that, my people, because it comes from the long experience of the Jewish people with God. Now, listen to Brother Paul to the church at Rome as he talks about Christ 
being the only judge, where he says, let not then your good be evil spoken of, for the kingdom of God is not meat, that's food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that comes from Romans 14, 16 to 17. More corroborating truth, my people. And James, Jesus' brother, puts it all in a simple nutshell when he writes, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You can find that in James 3.18. Yes, friends, righteousness is not possible unless there's an aura of peace prevailing. Now, for those of us who are sincerely trying to live righteously, and oh, it's not easy, but with God's help, including our Thursday blessings, we are forging forward, seeking the ultimate victory in Christ. And since a blessing is not a blessing unless it's declared, let's declare those many blessings which have been so generously bestowed on us to do Christ's work now. As one powerful and sincere voice, I declare that I am blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and receive clear direction for my life. I declare today that I am blessed with creativity, courage, talent and abundance. I am blessed with a strong will, self-control and self-discipline. I am blessed with a great family, good friends, good health, faith, favor and fulfillment. I am blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion and divine protection. I am blessed with a compassionate heart and a positive outlook on life. I declare that any curse or negative word that's ever been spoken over me is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that everything I put my hands to will prosper and succeed. I declare it today and every day. Amen. Now, friends, let's go out and put those blessings to work in the lives of others, now, just as Jesus so greatly desires of us. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And we all know that comes from Matthew 5, 8. Yes, my people, when we hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Lord will fill us up with it. You know, our spirits will be filled with him. So please, let's go out and hunger and thirst for righteousness, now, especially in this Christmas season where Christ was born to born and come to earth to help us get out of the sinful situation we are in. And we pray all of that in his mighty name. So please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.